Welcome to the Mouse Moms podcast, Disney planning podcast, where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Lori, that's me, Jennifer. Hello. Juliana. Hi. Last week, we brought you our tips for the best day at Disneyland. And today we bring you part two in the series, tips for your best day at Epcot. But first, of course, we have to have our Mouska cocktail. Jen, what do you have? So our loyal loyal listeners know that we have some favorites at Epcot, but we're always on the lookout for something new. And so with just a little bit of trepidation, we're going to head over to Japan. I know our loyal listeners are going to be shocked for this, uh, but we're going to go to Japan and we are going to order the Violet Silk Martini from Tokyo Dining. It's just vodka with purple pear and lime juice. So no yuzu, Lori. She doesn't need to worry about anything tasting like grandpa, we hope. Um, and we're hoping this can be a redemption for Japan. It sounds delicious. Their pear juice, yum. I don't know. Sounds good. I just don't trust it. <laughs> well, we could just order one and see how we feel about it. But, you know, any not only is this from Japan, but it's purple. And Violet is in the name, which made me nervous because Grandpa had Violet in it. It was like Violet and Yuzu. But this doesn't have Violet in it. I think it's just named that because of the color. So in the quick service place, is that Tokyo? No, that's not Tokyo Dining. But in the quick service place in Japan, there is a really, really popular drink called the Violet Sake. And it is delicious. Is it violet flower flavored or? It is not. I don't even know. It might be these same ingredients in a sake and not oh, a martini. And it that. is the most refreshing. It's almost like a lemonade. It's so good. It's and beautiful. It has like a little flower on top. It has a violet on top. It's, a bonus yeah. Mouska cocktail. People. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they just could have done more with the, the with the name. Like that's where it's throwing me. I'm like, it's vi- it, you know, it's got the violet. So you're thinking, you know, all right. the other violet drinks they've done, but then it's purple pear. I promise you, pear. Do purple pears exist? They must. I think it's a yeah. I think it's a Japanese fruit. Everything mm-hmm. at Disney exists, just like talking mice. Talking mice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you guys. Okay. Anywho, let's move on to the roundup to our please, please our tips for your best day at Epcot. All right, so there is a lot going on at Epcot right now, um, including a lot of construction, which can make it weird to get around. So you definitely need to sort of have a plan for your day. I usually like to just sort of relax and chill in Epcot, and I don't always have a foolproof way to get around. Um, because I get to go a lot and I just think it's a great park to wander. But there are some things that you can do to definitely make your day at Epcot the best ever. And the first one is to not only to stay on property, as that is with any Walt Disney World trip, but you need to stay at one of the Epcot area hotels, Boardwalk area hotels, the Boardwalk Inn and Villas, the Beach Club and the Yacht Club. 
um, or even the Riviera because it's on the Skyliner that takes you right to the back entrance of Epcot. But I really love these walkable hotels to Epcot for a lot of reasons. I, I think, yes, 100%. Um, number one, if you're going to have the ultimate day in Epcot, and, you know, we get this a lot as travel agents, people want to, you know, I only have one day, I'm only going for one day this trip, want to spend it in Epcot. All right, so if you're telling me that, then yeah, you need to stay on the boardwalk area because that walkability is huge. But number two, staying in one of these resorts, are these are all deluxe resorts. And so the number two tip for staying in these resorts is um, check the calendar and make sure you're going when Epcot has those extra extended evening hours for deluxe guests. And then it's like a double bonus. So you're staying at one of these great resorts. It's a deluxe resort and now it gives you extra time. And then the other reason I love staying in this area when I'm going to Epcot is because I love that entrance at the International Gateway. Gateway. I think that's my favorite way to start my Epcot tour. It's wonderful. So it's wonderful for a couple of reasons. Security here is always a breeze. It's always a breeze. I mean, in the busiest of times, I've waited maybe 10 minutes to get through security. And frankly, only 10 minutes to get through security because it wasn't open yet. So because, you know, like you can get in when you're a resort guest, you can get in and half an hour early. So it's, and it's just resort guests almost always using that international gateway in the morning. And um I think the reason it's so short is because you're not competing with all the throngs of people exactly. who are getting there by bus or monorail. Right. And you're not having to push past people who can't get in early. Mm -hmm. So as soon as that line starts moving, you start moving. Security has gotten super quick at, at Disney. But also you're getting into the park in the World Showcase, which now that there are attractions in there, um, opens up a whole new world. Pardon the pun. Is it a pun, really? A whole new world? Anyway. No reference. Pardon the <laughs> reference. Um, anyway, it opens up a whole new world for for touring Epcot because it used to be that the International Gateway you could get in that way, but the World Showcase didn't open until two hours after Future World opens. But now it all opens at the same time, and there because there are attractions back there in um, the World Showcase that there weren't before, like Remy Frozen. You know, it was relatively new ish. It was a ride before, but. Um, so you get a jump on those crowds too, right? And Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is one of the most popular rides right now. So if you could, you know, get in there a half an hour early and knock that out standby while you make your lightning lane for something else, um, it's a great strategy. Well, plus, and we'll talk about this later, but there's a ton of construction going on. So going in the main entrance is a pain right now. Yeah. You are winding and turning all over the place before you actually physically get to where the rides are located. So coming in that entrance just makes it a lot easier. My only issue with the extended hours is they do close down the food booths at normal time. They do. Oh, you they mean in the, in the, in the morning, in the they're not open yet. And in the no, evening, at night. No, in the evening. Right. Yeah. yeah. In I the think evening, that's the because they close before the show. Yeah. They could reopen. I suppose. Yeah, they could. I know. Staffing. It's a good point. It is because like, what's the point of walking around? I guess you'd just be riding rides. Then. Well, that's the thing. So you can plan your day in terms of I'm going to go eat all the food and drink all the drinks. And then, you know, when the you do the extended, night. you are just doing rides because they do still close down 
all around the world with all the interesting so what what Lori's referring to is you know in the early morning you get that extra half hour that's all disney resort guests get an extra half hour in the morning and at that point everything's open but there are select evenings where deluxe resort guests only get extended evening hours that's only you know certain evenings you can check the schedule for when you're going and at that time everything's pretty much closed except for the attractions. Correct. Okay. That's a pretty cool strategy if you're going on one of those days and if you're a late night person. And if you're staying at one of these uh, boardwalk area hotels, you could so easily enjoy the morning in the world showcase, go back to your hotel, take a dip in the pool, chill, and then come back for the extended evening at night, come back and get some dinner beforehand and then, and then do that. I love that strategy. Yes. That works. Speaking of strategy... I think we need to discuss Disney Genie and to Genie or not to Genie. That is to the Genie Plus or not to Genie Plus at Epcot. It's totally debatable because Epcot can be done a number of ways. I tend not to Genie Plus at Epcot because the rides are not really my focus when I'm there. Um, but I think when we're talking about the ultimate day in Epcot and you only have one day to spend, then I think it's worth the splurge to not only purchase the Disney Genie Plus, but to also maximize your um, individual Lightning Lane purchases as well. Because there are, especially now with the addition of Remy and the addition of Guardians of the Galaxy, it's there are some good things that you're not going to want to miss. So. Right. And and there's only a handful. Well, actually, I shouldn't say only. There are a handful, which is a few, of, of very popular attractions here where the waits can and often are over an hour. So why? You know, if you want to ride them, you should get the, the well, that's Genie the thing. Plus. If, if you're doing your day, then... The, so in Magic Kingdom, when you do Genie Plus, you can't guarantee that you're still going to get on all the rides. If you right. do Genie Plus at Epcot, I will guarantee you you'll get all these rides. You'll get them all. Yeah. So you'll get in on there's everything. There's not as many in there, but they do hold high wait times. Soren right. holds high wait times. Test Track does. Remy does. Frozen right. does. So all those ho- hold very high wait times. The one I will argue with is I will say Guardians of the Galaxy is very easy with virtual queue. It is, it is nothing like Rise of the Resistance. Right. Um, so I don't know if the individual Lightning Lane is worth it. Um, for Guardians, only if you want to ride it twice. Yeah, if you want to ride it twice for sure. But I think you can pretty much count on the fact that you're if you're doing it correctly and you've had practice with Rise of the Resistance, right? That you can get this virtual queue. Right. So let's um let's explain because I have so much to say about all of that. And now it's all in my brain, and I'm hoping it's gonna come out of my <laughs> mouth the way it's we'll, we'll help to. it. We'll yes. help it. So right now at Epcot, there is there are two ways to ride Guardians of the Galaxy. One, and I, we've gone over this before, but one is to use the virtual queue, which is free. You don't have to have Genie Plus for that or anything. You just go on at 7 a.m. and you try it if you're if you're a resort guest or is it for everybody? Um, at 7 a.m. for everyone who has a park reservation, you can try to get the into the virtual queue. If you don't get it, you have another option. You can wait till one o'clock to try again. Or you can purchase an individual lightning lane for it, which will guarantee that you'll get to ride it. So if you're staying at Disney resorts. You if you're can... staying at Disney resorts. Yeah. At 7 a.m. If you're not staying at a Disney resort, it's when you get to the park. You can still purchase it. And I think they've been available for purchase. I don't know that. that I don't think anyone's had issues. I don't think they've them. sold out. So no, it's not. To be fair, I mean, we've been in August and September. Um, you know, if you're listening to this and you're going in the fall you might want to change those plans because it's busy. 
True. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Fall is going to be super busy. So, okay. So here's my perfect day at Epcot so far. You're staying in the international at the coming in through the international gateway entrance because you're staying at a deluxe resort in the boardwalk area. You're going to come in and whatever, regardless of what it is you decide to do with guardians of the galaxy, but let's just say that you get the, um, Virtual the queue. virtual queue for it, right? The next thing you're going to do if you have Genie Plus is pick your next Genie Plus selection. This is the order of priority here. Try the virtual queue, pick a Genie Plus selection, and then if you want to buy the individual Lightning Lane, buy it. Because that's going mm -hmm. to be the the least um, the route less taken, you know. So there's a chance it's going to be available once you get through all those other steps. So let's talk about what that first Genie Plus selection would be. So me coming into the International Gateway. I'm going to either make that, and I'm a little torn on this. I want to know what you guys think. I'm either going to make it for Test Track or Frozen because I'm going to ride Remy right away. I'm going to get in there and ride Remy and probably wait maybe 20, 30 minutes because I'm getting in before everybody else. I'm going to ride Remy right away. On my way around, I'm going to get a Tipsy Ducks in Love from China. And then I think I think what I do is check the wait time for Frozen because for me, it's not such a priority ride because and I'm going to have booked a Lightning Lane for Test Track. And the reason I choose that isn't only because I like Test Track better than Frozen, but it's also because Test Track breaks down all the time. It breaks down all the time. So I don't want to count on standby for that. However, I will say another trick is if you're if you're good with not being in the same car, you could you could always do a single rider for test drive. But that's not part of my perfect day. I like to be with my family. So that's what I would do. What are your thoughts, ladies? I'd go opposite only because of where the lines are located, the queues. Yes. Yes. So frozen, you're outside. You're going to be outside. Um, they don't have a whole ton of interior queue spots where test track, you're pretty much inside the whole time. Um, so that would be my only thing just because kids melt down quicker outside. Yeah. I mean, if it's early in the morning, then you might be okay. But but it's a good point because it gets hot in Florida really quick. The other reason too to do it your way is like you'd be walking past frozen to test track and then back yes. again. Um, and I think on that point, it's important to remember that Disney is always going to prioritize um, when you're paying for something versus when you're getting something for free. So when you're thinking about the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you'll get that virtual queue, but they're letting people in on the individual lightning lane passes a lot faster. So that virtual queue, when you immediately get it, you could have a return time for, let's say, 9 a.m., but as that, as people start, more and more people start buying their entry to that ride, that wait time could get longer and longer. I think it actually says in the app that you are, you should expect to wait at least a half an hour once you're, once you get back yeah. in the line. Right. And I so think I, I think, I think for the ultimate day, when we really want to be able to count on going in order, like entering through the international gateway and going to Remy's first and then walking past frozen and doing that and then doing test track and then guardians of the galaxy is right over there by test track. So maybe you're buying your individual lightning lane and selecting when you're going to return based on when you think you're going to get to that area of the park. Right. Because then it's not a lot of zigzagging, which to me is not my ultimate day in Epcot. No, so. no. And so Let's talk about that too, because I also like the idea, like I used to when Future World opened two hours earlier, I used to try to bang out as many rides as I could in there and then head over to the World Showcase and spend the rest of the afternoon there. 
But what I like about the way things are now is following this plan of our perfect day. Now I'm sort of like in, you know, on that one side of a future world at Test Track or over by Guardians. I can choose now to sort of hang out in future world. Like I've done a little bit of the world showcase and now I can hang out in future world and then I can go back to the world showcase on the other side. I like mixing it up and not doing half the park in one day and half the park in the other day. The biggest reason for this is a lot of the cool stuff that happens in the world showcase doesn't happen after three or four o'clock. The characters start, stop meeting in the afternoons. A lot of the like sidewalk shows don't, you know, end at like five 30 or so. So when you're spending just your afternoons in the world showcase, you can miss out on some of those things. I also think the world showcase gets hotter than anywhere. Yeah. And so it's nice to be there in the morning. It's a, and it's quieter in the morning. It's more pleasant because I think most people really do still start their day in Future World again because most people are coming in through the main entrance. Agreed, agreed. And they're also hitting those big like Test Track and now Guardians and Soren right. and all that and getting that all out in the morning. But right, I think this is a better way to do it. Absolutely. And so, you know, we've already said this and it should go without saying that one of our biggest tips is to get there early. You just have to get there early. Um, it's awesome. We talked all about that already. That's not a big deal when you're just rolling out of bed and walking there from the boardwalk or the beach club mm -hmm. because, right. you know, it's you're not waiting 45 minutes for a bus and then riding the bus and then waiting online. It's just another reason to stay in the ultimate area for the ultimate day. It's true. And then I always like to come back to the World Showcase to make sure I make another lap around lunchtime because so, <laughs> I like to eat there. I always get sort of pulled towards Creations. There's a, a beautiful new um, eatery in Epcot called Creations Eatery, not far from, um, see, I did it again, Connections Eatery, not there far from Creations Store. It's very confusing how they did that. Anyway, it looks so good. Con connect. Connections, yeah, creations, which is I've rich. heard the, the burger is fantastic, which I was going to say, I've heard the burger's good. And actually somebody said something about the flatbread they have. I think they have a flatbread option there, but it looks cool because it looks new. My only thing is, I mean, like 75% of that place is the Starbucks. And you I just gotta, like, I got to get around the Starbucks area to get to the food. And then I'm like, there's better food that way. Right. Well, that's, that's just it. That's my point too. Like I wish it was in a different theme park because yes. right. it, looks, it looks really, really good, but I'm always eating my way around the world showcase. I, I can't not do that. Well, yeah. maybe when there's no festival going on now, you actually have a legit place to go during non-festival times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get some food. It's true. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Kamams are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. So, you know, in your perfect day then, is there a restaurant reservation anywhere at Epcot? Not during festival time. I think, here's my argument. I think even during festival times, I think you can do your lunch going around the world, doing your booths or during non-festival times, you can still, there's still the quick service locations. You can walk around the world getting like little snacky items everywhere for lunch and then make a reservation for dinner. Especially yeah. now with Space 220, 
And I think, and you know my feelings about Space 220, but the, if we're talking ultimate day, yeah, then this is then we're getting everything. So we're getting our festival booths or our quick service little snacky things around the world during the day, around lunchtime. And then at dinner, we're we're checking out Space 220. I would do cool. Space 220 if you did the lounge. I would be all over. Even for lounge. an ultimate day? For an ultimate day, yeah. Just because I feel like it, then it, my problem is it would stop me from enjoying some of the festival foods at lunch because I'd be like, oh, God, we're going to Space 220 tonight. And there's going to be food. And I'm paying the bigger price. So for the ultimate day, I would want to know that I'm getting in that lounge so I can order what I want from the lounge with also enjoying the festival food at lunchtime. Yeah, I I tend to save table service at Epcot for when I have park hoppers. I'm staying at a boardwalk area hotel and like, you know, maybe on a resort day or a day where I've gone to another park and didn't want to stay the whole day. Then I come back to Epcot to, to eat at a restaurant. But I, I'm kind of with Lori. Like I just, I don't know. But what maybe, I would maybe do maybe on my my ultimate visit, stomach room is not an issue. <laughs> well, we still have to live in reality, even though mice talk in Why? this place. <laughs> but I don't know. Mm, it's, it's a tough, tough one. one. So I let me ask I like you this. Lori's. I like Lori's compromise. Which yeah. is your? Um, which is your? Uh, so it would have to be space two twenty. Would be the restaurant. No, I mean I think so for me. Yeah, I mean I think. If you want to enjoy the festival foods, then doing any of the other table services, more food. I love Les Salier, but it's a lot of food. Um, so I think, you know, I'd still, that's the thing. I don't, I want to enjoy it all. So I yeah. think the lounge is an easy compromise if you're doing one day. But like you said, my preference is because I love Epcot, I do a hopper and I hit all those restaurants on any other day. Right, right. That's how I do it too. My ultimate day staying at Epcot, I think lounge. I think There's so too. I think just like, you know, the. I think there are two cool things about Epcot. I think the World Showcase is not like any other, you can't find that in any other theme park in the world. It's just the coolest thing. And to really be able to experience that, you're going into each um, pavilion, you're walking around, you're, you're watching the shows that they're doing, the live entertainment, you're tasting a little bit of the food, you're getting a, like a taste or a bite. And then the other cool thing about Epcot is all of their cutting edge future world stuff. And like the coolest restaurant right now for the atmosphere alone is Space 220. And so this is a great compromise to be able to experience the two best things at, of Epcot food related i guess yeah it, it is a really cool place and you do have to check it out so there is definitely place for it in in your um ultimate day there's been some confusion about whether or not it takes reservations anymore or if it's just walk up now or if it's walk up through the app i would love if any of our listeners could clarify because last time i was there it was reservations only um but i'm hearing know, some buzz i will know in one month so we are, because okay. I could not get the lounge. There was no lounge reservations anywhere. So no. I have space 220, which we don't, we don't want the regular dinner. So our plan is to go up a few days before, talk to the desk and see exactly what they're doing with the lounge. And if it is walk up, great. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Cause I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. And the last thing you had for our 
fantastic day at Epcot is now I'm really sad about this is harmonious because I love harmonious. I know. Yeah. I don't understand why they're get I'm, I'm I would that was not good news out of D23. So, yeah, I was gonna say for people that don't know, D23 was released. It was released that harmonious is going away. Um they're doing I don't get it. They're doing a new one. Um, so when I'm, is it? When it. is it switching over? I don't. I think twenty twenty three. Good. So I'm we're keeping this sure. in here. Then stay for harmonious. All the more reason. It is my favorite Epcot show ever. Yeah, ever. too. I ever. love it. I'm so upset because we made such a joke about how the one before this was called Epcot Forever, but it was it lasted like five months. Every yeah. time they anything is forever, just know that it's for now. Right, but harmonious. I my impression was that it was Epcot Forever was a temporary show because Harmonious was replacing it. Correct. So and and like I'm sh I'm so shocked by this because that massive equipment that that they have in that what? lake. I know, like we all hate it. It's an eyesore. But what's going to replace it? Number Where's one, like are they just going to use it for a new show? Why are they changing it? Was the feedback bad? Are we the only ones who like it? If they take away the giant tacos, I'm all for it. Bring on a new show. Right. That's the only way I would be okay with them removing Harmonious. If they're removing Harmonious, but keeping the, the ugly eyesore things in the middle of the lagoon, no. then then why? Why? No. If you're taking, if you're getting rid of the, the, the giant tacos, the four giant tacos that are there, then get rid and the big circle thingy. If you're getting rid of it, fine, bring on a new show. I seriously, I can't like if they're going to keep that stuff in the middle of that lake and they're just going to change the show, I give up. I it agree. remains to be seen. I'm we, we're going to have to follow this one closely, yes. like, you know, at a snail's pace as Disney releases news. But still, I just I don't know. Yeah, don't get it. For right now. For your ultimate day, 100% go see Harmonious now because yeah. now it's going away. So try to walk up to Space to, Space 220 Lounge, you know, see if you can get in there around like 7 o'clock since that's when you start not being able to eat any more food in the World Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> make, make sure you're out in time to grab a beer before Harmonious starts because once the show starts, you cannot purchase anything else in the World Showcase. And enjoy it. I really love this show. Yeah. I was very upset. I wasn't upset by anything else that was released in this D23 Expo, but that one I was like, wait. Well, I was, but what? we can discuss that later. <laughs> well, we know what you were upset anyway. about, but. Oh, my gosh. So I guess, should we do a quick recap? We're staying at the Boardwalk Hotel, right? On our yep. ultimate day. Boardwalk area. Yeah. Oh, right. well, yeah any of them. Not at hotel. Any of them. We're splurging on Genie Plus so that we can guarantee that we're riding the ultimate ride list. Yeah. We're and individual lightning lane for we're splurging. Yep. On individual lightning lanes. We are making sure on our calendar that we're staying during a time that deluxe resorts get those extended evening hours. We're entering during, we're entering through the International, International Gateway. Gateway. Right into the World Showcase. And we're doing it as early as a half an hour before park opening. In fact, line up 15 minutes before that. We're going straight to Ratatouille, I say. Do you guys agree Amen. with that strategy? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Straight to Ratatouille. And then, you know, there's a 
debate about frozen and test track and how you want to do it. I do think it's important to ride test track with a genie plus and not through standby because if it breaks down, then that genie plus will become that or that, that uh, pass yeah. will become a ride anything anywhere. So Agreed. Um, it's sad that you have to plan for the breakdowns, but it, it affects your strategy. Absolutely. All right. And then what else? What was next? Finish up those attractions. We're going to eat. We're going to make sure that you drink Juliana's Tipsy Ducks in Love. Yes. You got to get that on your way through from when you, wherever you're going after France. You stop in China and get that Tipsy Ducks. Uh, we're going to eat in the World Showcase for lunch. We're going to just jump around picking foods from different Oh, I forgot to mention that you should get breakfast at Leal after you're leaving Ratatouille. Absolutely. See, look at all these. And then hanging out in Future World, doing those attractions, hitting up your shopping areas in Creations. Yes. Yes. Uh, Going to grab some dinner at the Space 220 Lounge grabbing a beer, grabbing a great spot to watch Harmonious. What is a great spot to watch Harmonious? Oh, it's, well, Lori, what do you think? You've had the most I, experience. I, was say, I think it's in, right when you walk in World Showcase, in the center between the two shops, between the two pin trader shops, right in the center, you'll see the handicap seating that's right in front. Oh. But because it's handicap seating, it they're actually lower. Oh, and you'll see the big seating, like you'll see the big garden area, whatever. They have the 50th statue sitting there. But if you're actually further back, the ground starts moving up and you're actually oh. slanted to be very good. So she really like, interesting. I yeah. always like to watch from around America. Yeah, it's no, never we, really crowded. Yeah, we like there because then it's an easy out. So whether you're yeah, then you're right there. Away, or you do have to fight across the crowds in the UK, but it's not too bad to then get out of International Gateway. Um, but yeah, that is our favorite spot. Plus you have the like garden area that has, I guess, built-in seats with their right. areas. But yeah. What about this for an ultimate day though? Have an early dinner at Space 220, go do an, uh, a fireworks cruise out of the Yacht Club to see your fireworks on the yes. lawn. And then go back into Epcot through the International Gateway for your extended evening hours. I agree with Damn. The yes, I agree with the cruise. That is one thing I've wanted to do. Those boats leave from Beach Club. They go directly in and they sit in the bridge between UK and France. And they sit right there. And then you can BYOB. Yes, you can BYOB. <laughs> Mind blown, wow, people. I love Mind it. Yeah, blown. when are we doing this? When is this happening for us? April. Me and you, baby. Oh, are you not going? We got to discuss this. Anyway, <laughs> do we have a mouse tip? We do. This one should be pretty obvious because I'm talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Lori does not speak for all of us. No, I'm just kidding. In this case, she does. <laughs> I do. So, when you go into the World Showcase, um, I think even if you're coming in the International Gateway, you go to Canada first. Backtrack a bit and go to Canada and then continue on your way. Um, I'm sorry for the one listener that's going to get upset by this, but <laughs> Canada first. 
Yeah. Then, when it comes to eating, right? Yeah. Then you go around to Mexico and with a dessert of a margarita. Don't start with that margarita. I think that's a shirt, a t-shirt. End yeah. with a margarita. End with the margarita. A life is better when you end with a margarita. Exactly. <laughs> go to Canada. Well, mask friends, there you have it. Tips for your best day at Epcot, your ultimate day. What do you think? What are your best tips for having a great day in Epcot? We want to know. We would love to hear from you. And we welcome you to join our community conversations on Facebook at Mouse Moms Podcast to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll give you all the tips for your best day at Hollywood Studios. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications with new content whenever it is released and you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Here I see you real soon. Because we like you.